Well, that was a bit anticlimactic. We are now live. Oh, oh yeah, I'll, live. Do, I'll do the intro what? today. Well, the, oh, okay, you're going to do oh, it? You, you, no, you can do it. I don't mind. Uh, I, 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 just thought, say, I was just going to say, welcome to another episode of Knife Making Down Under. The most that's exactly what I was going to say. Poor podcast that you can tune into, but we talk about knives and shit, so it makes it fucking unreal regardless. Yeah, pretty much. And Adam is, uh, we've got a special guest tonight who's making a lot of background noise. She's, I'm going to have to start muting him. Jeez, man. Um, we've got a special guest tonight, Adam from Tinderbox Knives down in Tasmania. So, uh, Adam Coombe, uh, I don't know, Adam's probably not the most well-known knife maker, uh, in, in, in the main, uh, continent of Australia, but down on the little, um, uh, the little, uh, penal colony down South, he's pretty well known. Is that fair to I say, Adam? No, I wouldn't say. You could have just said Adam is not and stopped there. Um, right. Because I, yeah, yeah. No, no I, knew, I know a few people around. There's not a huge amount of knife makers around, but I'm friends with a couple of the older guys. Uh, Barry Hosking um, bumped into John Hanslow today at the shops. Um, so those sorts of guys, but yeah. I know there's a fair, fair few up-and-comers that I don't know at all. So. so there you go. So we've got Adam with us tonight. Um, and, and so I was going to say, why, why do you have Adam? Because I called it right or wrong time. Uh, you so just called me up this, this evening and said, Corin, hey, how are you? Do you want to have a chat? I said, how about you hold it for a half an hour and we'll do it on the we'll podcast? Chat. Yeah, we'll chat online. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it wasn't a, per, a private, personal sort of conversation. Uh, although it could, boost, it could boost our ratings if it, if it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, so... Yeah, that's what, cool. We've got um, some listeners now. What, what I'll part get of the are you from, mate? Uh, well, I, I live in, um, I'm in Tinderbox, um, hence the name, Tinderbox Knives. Um, so, yeah, it's about 25 minutes out of town. Um, yeah, we're like, yeah, it's it's a funny little, you basically you drive through suburbia and then there's this little peninsula called Tinderbox. That's, that's where I've ended up. So, yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Um, yeah, really happy and lucky to be here. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, so there 25 minutes out of town, well. 25 minutes out of town, to put that into perspective in Tasmania, that's a long way. Uh, so yeah. in Sydney, 25 minutes from my town gets you to the next suburb in traffic. So if you're, um, lucky. If you're lucky. So, yeah. Anyway, we've got a heap of people coming on now. It's all happening. Andrew Smith, another Tasmanian. Douglas. Steve Eads. Good day, mate. How are you? Julianne, Glenn Beaton, Dwayne from Williams. North, Dwayne from far north Queensland. We've got like the extremes going on here. Yeah, it's all happening. It's all happening. So Ed's is just setting up his uh, setting up his audio. He'll be holding his mic all night. It's all a bit it's all a bit Tasmanian, actually. Um so we, we thought we'd have Adam on because whilst he's not the most well-known knife maker, he it is actually a fact, Adam, that you are a founding member of the Knife Art Association. You were one of the first eight uh, that set that organisation up. Is that not correct? Oh, yeah, but I believe so. Yeah, you have to check the records. But um, no, no, it was way back in the day when uh, I, was, I can't remember if I'd moved to Tassie or I was still living in Sydney at the time. But uh, no, I, was, I think I'd moved to Tassie. Uh, and uh, yeah, you were talking about putting on a knife show, and you said, "Well, we need some people to be on a committee." And I said, "Well, I'm a person." Um, so when did you like, move to Tassie? When did you move to Tassie? Uh, it was the end of 2013, so 2014. Yeah, yeah, very beginning of 2014. Yeah, no, that's um, all right then. You were you were actually a member of the KA before you moved to Tassie. 
because we started it in 2013. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. So, so yeah, there you but, go. Uh, before then, might have been known to a few people because they used to come out to Corinth's place pretty regularly uh, for hammer-ins. We'd, yeah, we'd have a great time. It was really fun. So maybe we get started about knives and your background with knives. What was how? What made you interested in knives as a kid, maybe, or later on? Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I used to have, yeah, I used to play with knives. I mean, yeah, one of my, I think I got a Swiss Army knife from my grandfather for uh, maybe my 10th birthday or something like that. And he thought it was brilliant. He said, look, there's 28 kilt ways to cut yourself on there. He was wrong. I mean, you can't really, can't really cut yourself with a fish scaler, but, you know, there's 28 things on there, whatever it was. Um, no, I always carried carried that around a lot. Um, used to, you know, used to go down the bush with you know mates, and would take my old man's hunting knife and stuff like that. I think I destroyed it. Uh, I had a stack leather handle, and I think it got wet, and I probably killed it. Um, but uh, no, I always appreciated knives. Used to work around the place. Um, my family's a catering company, and so I used to do catering from sort of 14 onwards. Um, so I've done been handling kitchen knives for a long time. Um, yeah, it didn't go, I mean, I've, I've killed things, so I've, I've skinned things, but you know, it's not a big part of my life, I suppose. I have been fishing, but again, you know, not a big part of my life. Um, but uh, so yeah, kitchen knives are sort of the ones I use the most. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, in terms of making knives, um, look, I got interested in metal sculpture and metal work when I was a kid. <clears throat> um, I think I might remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, in Swato's garage. No, no, it was my garage. Oh, it was both actually. It could have been Swato's and, yeah. and my garage in Castle Hill as well. Yeah. <laughs> my old man taught me how to weld and just stuff like that. But it wasn't really until I think Facebook came out, and for a lot of younger people, we wouldn't remember Facebook not being around. But um, I hadn't seen Corin for a little while. He, he you know, had a young family and. Um, I moved to the inner city and uh, yeah, but Corin basically, I got made friends with Corin. Corin made a knife. I said, oh, that looks great. Can I have a look? And he said, come on out. I rode my motorbike out there and I thought I was just going to have a look. And Corin said, no, you're making a knife. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and from then I was hooked. Like, yeah, we made, and that was back in the day when we were using recycled steel. So, you know, my first blade was just in my car, which is only a few metres away. Um, was made out of a recycled uh, circular, so big concrete saw blade. Um, it's still got the little notch in there from the cooling fin, uh, which I left in there as a bit of a design feature. Um, and yeah, and I was hooked from that night onwards. I think I left with a heat treated knife, shaped, beveled, heat treated knife. And um, the very next time I was available, we both were able, I went back and did the handle. Uh, and I used to work shift work a lot, so you know, I wasn't always able to get out to Corin's place. Um, but whenever so I that, could, that, would... that would have been what, uh, 2010 <laughs> or something about that, yeah, probably. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, um, so I don't, I don't even you probably told me, but I don't even really recall where you were in your knife making, you know, hobby pursuit. Endeavours at that point in time, how many you'd made, but you were made. I mean, I remember that Scandi that, you, that, I, that really hooked me, um, that you'd made. It was beautiful. And uh, and so, yeah, no, that, but from there on, I was just trying to make stuff. And I think it was like my third knife. I was out of Corrin's because I used to live in Redfern, so I had no space whatsoever. And so it was all over. Just, to, just to interrupt you there, I've got to, when you say no space whatsoever, Adam, 
people don't realize just how no space you had. I remember staying at your house, and I think if I lay on your floor and reached out with my feet and my arms, I could touch both walls of the house. Uh, almost, but pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it was just 3.3 meters wide on the inside. Um, That's the width wide. of the house. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so I had I had a lounge that I had to that could only fit in two places in the house. Uh, I wanted to put it under the window next to the front door, so I had to take the big wide arms off it and replace them with thinner, thinner arms. Like the arms were like that wide, and I had to put on some thin ones like that wide so it would fit so I could open the door. So, so yeah, there was no I, garage. There was no, no garage. garage. There was no garden shed. So so where did you set up your first knife workshop, Adam? In the laundry. Where else? In the laundry. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I was lucky to have that laundry, to be honest, because along that street, I used to live on the block in Redfern, uh, and they had uh, all the houses were the same, and the, the the bathroom, all the houses had bathrooms. Well, generally, they were two up, two down, with a kitchen and back. Um, I don't really know. Like the, the bathroom was, was an add-on, um, and for a lot of people, that was it, but I had a little bit more at the end, so I had, it was kind of a... It was a laundry, but a bit of a storage area as well. So literally, I had my Radius Master. When I finally bought my Radius, Radius Master, uh, fixed speed, I set it up there. And I, Corin, I bought a burner off Corin, and Corin gave me his old forge, I think, and I was, I was doing some heat treating in my, in my courtyard, which is like a metre and a half wide. So, um, <laughs> so to all those people that say you can't, um, the secret is, Adam, uh, just don't have a, a wife. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, big there's, a bit, there's a big difference between can't and shouldn't. So you can, you probably shouldn't, but you can do it. Um, there was dust, like, dirt through my whole little house there. Um, I had a girlfriend, it was all right, but, you know, she stayed around, she stayed at her house. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, and that's, yeah, so it was, um, and put in perspective, yeah, I've come home from town. I'm on seven acres here, um, but I travel ninety meters, ninety minutes to get to Current's house for a weekend to go and make some knives out there. Um, and you used to, we used to do that sort of, we used to do that at least once a month back in those days. We were pretty, we were pretty regular. Yeah, yeah. As much as I mean, yeah, I, I used to work shift work, as I said. I used to do two days, two nights, and so I'd muck up your weekends a fair bit. But uh, no, wherever I could, I'd get out there. It was brilliant fun. And then we were uh, we were making, then, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think my third knife. I was just talking about the other day because I was thinking about making some canister Damascus, and um, yeah, I've got that sitting in my car as well. Actually, um, is uh, is a canister ball bearing Damascus knife that we made. Well, we made. I remember. Damascus, so I made the knife. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing the Damascus under my little um, three-ton fly press guys with just very small dies um, in a canister. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. No. We have to be we, we have to be fair about that. We just filled a we just filled a a piece of steel tube up with steel balls, welded it shut, and wailed on it. Really, that's pretty much what happened. Luckily, it didn't explode on you, Corin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it would have had to have been sealed properly. Um, no, no, we, <laughs> we, we, I got out there and we, we didn't have any plan whatsoever. And Corin had been cutting open these, um, the my car bearing, he was using the 52100 52 casings, uh, but he'd just been stockpiling all these ball bearings. And, um, and so yeah, we just like I remember getting there in the morning and it was like, What are we gonna do? Like, I don't know. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was a piece of thin furniture tube, just crimped one end, no, no powdered steel, no idea, just poured it in there. There's different sort of bearings too, so the gaps must have been huge. Um, and we used, we had like half inch balls in there. Remember that? We were just sticking anything in there. Like we didn't have a clue. That looks about, that looks about right, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, there wasn't, you know, was, there wasn't, there wasn't a ton on the internet back then either. Like there was forums, that was pretty much it. And then we'd done some basic reading. YouTube was, YouTube was around, but it was fair fresh and there just wasn't a lot. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the, the Australian Blade Forum was, was a godsend, I guess. Um, yeah. Facebook groups weren't really, really a thing. Um, so yeah, I don't. I you were you were my knife resource, Corin. To be honest, so um, yeah, I was yeah. just making it up. Oh, <laughs> I've learned too much. I've learned so much from Corin that I don't make that many knives. Um, so. Yeah. I remember one of my memories, apart from making like hammer-ins and you coming down every time to my hammer-ins, you used to get his radius master out of his laundry, put it in his car and bring it down to my place. We'd screw it to a pallet so we'd have two grinders at a hammer-in. Yep. Yep. And, and we, nice. we we did that probably, we probably had a hammer-in every three months. Normally it was just me and Adam. But I remember um, we couldn't get any, well, we couldn't get any steel. That's That was actually at one of my hammer-ins where someone said to me, you just stop fucking around and buy in some steel because no one can get it. And um, you and I got a whole bunch of saw blades from somewhere. Remember yeah, that? We had some, like, yeah. we had about well, I, I 50 remember, saw blades. I remember, um, yeah, I remember, you go, I remember going to your place one time, you bailed on some bloke, and I did this only the other week. Here, I was like, oh, <laughs> But uh, uh, you'd, bail up, you'd bail up some bloke and, and just on the side of the road cutting concrete. And you just like, what do you do with your saw blades? Just like, take them. And that was it. But actually, one, yeah, we... one, one really fun memory actually was um, <clears throat> sitting there and testing heat treating. So we'd get, we'd, I'd just cut off a bunch of strips of these saw blades because it was recycled. We didn't give a shit. Um, but, you know, just heat treating them all the same and then tempering them differently and seeing what happened. Uh, it was really remarkable, you know, just taking it. We learned. Like, well, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I learned what it's all about. You know, you see people use recycled steel and, and they're just saying, oh, it's this and they do it. And we used to say, oh, it should be this. But we used to test every fucking thing. We'd make a blade out of it. We'd snap it. We'd bend it. We'd, we'd fuck around. And you'd end up with, you wouldn't know what it was. It was a saw blade, but you knew how to heat treat it. And then we used to write the recipe for that blade on the blade. So next time we used it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you had the recipes on the cupboard as well. But that was oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah, one of them, like, it's, it's snappy, like, oh, that's not tempered. And then the next one just flicked off, a, like, always wear your, always wear your glasses, basically. But, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> this one strip just, took off out of the vice across the, the fucking garage. It was, it was intense. Um, but, uh, and then bending it was like, wow, that's, there's that little difference, especially doing it with a heat, with a, with a, with a torch, you know, we were just tickling it with the flame and just watching the colors go a little bit. And, and, uh, and then, you know, checking, we, I mean, we didn't have a torque, you know, I guess probably should have had it, could have, if we thought about it, put a torque wrench on it. Um, but just to see how it would bend and how it would behave with different, uh, with different heat traits. And it was, yeah, really, really valuable experience. So, I mean, I love, it's great not having to think about all that sort of stuff. It is using known steel, but, um, but to be honest, yeah, playing with it, playing with recycled stuff was really fun. And you still do a lot in recycled steel. That's kind of your, 
kind of your thing, isn't it, down there? Yeah, I'm trying to. So um, I've got some got a couple of canisters that I'm. I've been working on a renovation now for, for too long, about two years, and I'm just about finished. Uh, doesn't really look like it, but uh, this is this is significant progress. Um, so you know, I've, I've got. I really like the idea of recycling materials. Pardon me. Um, so I've got some. I've got some canister. I'm going to make some canister. Damascus um, is on like on the cards. Uh, I've got some bicycle train as well, and a few other bits and pieces. I bought some powdered steel from you, so uh, I've got to get back to trying to exper start experimenting again, which is you know just making life fun, you know, and not really any specific plan, but just have a crack and um, see if I can make something pretty and fun. Uh, more than likely, send mine to some some known steel, so uh, yeah, fifty two one hundred or, or even I was, I've got some. 1075 sitting here, so I was thinking about just going cheap and, 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 and good and just trying to, you know, just start up with a, a big wide stack and just try and stretch it out. I made a rolling mill a while ago, um, which works out really well. Um, and I've also got a press here, so it makes life a bit easier. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. There's, was, it, was that the long answer or the short answer for what's in life history and stuff? Yeah, I think we just covered everything. It's all good. You can go now. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to my dinner. <sighs> so, so um, just for the benefit of everyone, where can they follow you? What's uh, what's your Facebook and oh, uh, Instagrams uh, and stuff? Yeah, um, so I'm at Tinderbox Knives on Instagram. Um, there's not much on there. As I said, I've been busy last couple of years, more doing prep stuff to get more knife making out of the way. Um, Facebook, I've got stuff on Facebook as well. Tinderbox, Tinderbox knives on Facebook as well. So, you know, um, I've got a couple of things I need to put up. I did, did a repair for this, oh, this fucking cleaver. So, and I, I guess talking to, I haven't, haven't really been trying, I haven't been making much effort to try and promote myself because I haven't had time to make knives, but um, I, just a little tidbit that I, uh, from, so last, so I'm a member of the local men's shed. Um, I don't know what anyone else's men's sheds are like, but I can't recommend them highly enough um, in terms of just access to people and resources and knowledge and everything is brilliant. Um, but so every year I've donated a knife to um, uh, last, I've done two, we do a Christmas raffle. I'm pretty sure I've done two, maybe three, I can't remember. Anyway, there's either two or three knives I've, I've donated for the Christmas raffles. Um, they've gone on pretty well. Um, and again, and that's just because I like to give back to the, the men's shed, um, and also just to have a bit of a, um, uh, just a, a bit of a, a give back to the shed type thing. Um, but I, I've donated for the, that raffle, and um, then um, the local member of parliament, uh, or the state member, or I can't remember whichever one it was, happened to be there and won it. So it was a good little bit of publicity for myself, which was lovely. Um, but then this year, well, last year I should say, obviously, because of COVID, um, there was no um, there was no raffle. But the Men's Shed Association put on a um, a charity auction, which they asked me to put a knife in for, and I got a bit of publicity out of that actually, which was really good. Um, and it was just a knife I had here. I didn't, they didn't, I, did, I had no time, and I was busy doing everything else. So I just thought, oh, here's a knife if you like. Um, but it got, um, but it got. Uh, a bit of publicity. The main part of it was it goes to a charity thing called the, the, the Giving Tree, which is the ABC run. So basically, the Men's Shed Association were giving to the Giving Tree, so then the ABC was promoting it. Got a bit of talk around the place anyway, So, um, but I've got a bit of work out of that as well. I just did a repair for a guy. Um, there's a well-known guy up north, actually, um, uh, Mike Stevens, 
who recommended me for, to another guy to do a repair on his whopping great bloody cleaver, which I've got to put some photos up on my Facebook and stuff. Uh, I think the thing must have weighed close to a kilo. Um, it was a, this cleaver out of the, out of the butchering shed. Um, that's, um, yeah, it was quite something. Oh, thanks. Um, but, yeah, so I'll put a handle on that. Well, that one, yeah, those two knives. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. And, oh, sorry, I've got two sales off. So those two knives actually went to uh, Nick from Bruni Island Cheese. Um, so he bid on my knife for um, uh, for the Giving Tree, uh, for the Menchard Association, and um, narrowly missed out because it wasn't all that well run, um, but I sold those two for him, to him for Christmas last year. So they're the last two knives I've made, basically. Um, but went to, um, yeah, went to a bit of an identity. I haven't really chased that, but uh, when I'm in a position to make more knives, he, I had a chat to him about making some cheese knives as well, actually. So he's, um, if, no, if people don't know, he is, um, he was on uh, the Gourmet Farmer, uh, it was the show with um, Matt Evans, I think it was on ABC. So it's a bit of an identity around the place. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so like, Bruni, nice, Bruni nice Island nice. Cheese, he's... He's just across the water from you, isn't he? Basically, he's Bruni Island. Yeah, yeah. So from Tinderbox, you go down to Kettering and then you go over to Bruni. So, but Bruni Island's got a bit of an. an uh, Nick is more to the point, actually. Nick's the, the chairperson or, or something of the head of. He's the head of Brown Tasmania as well. So, you know, just from a couple of little bits and pieces, you can start to, um, you know, beat some people. It's kind of the way Tasmania works as well. So I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's it's social networking, but that sounds like a nasty thing. But it's you know just getting out there and doing stuff. You know, <clears throat> if you if you make a knife, talk to people about it. You'll end up talking to people about knives, and then people know your knives and stuff. So, for the amount of knives I've made, I've got more publicity than I deserve. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the that's, other thing. That's the one. That's the one that went to the local member. So that was. So a, just for uh, the benefit of the people, people were listening to this on a podcast. We're just flicking through Adam's Instagram. Jump in there and have a look. Tinderbox knives. Uh, Tinderbox knives on Instagram. So check that out. Adam, I'm just going to interrupt you because yes. uh, one of our good friends, Troy Hageman from Nara Knives, who you I would saw. remember from yeah, yeah, yeah. those early days, is in hospital at the moment. So yeah. guys, if you weren't aware of that, uh, the angry wombat, we sometimes call him. Troy was just a bit of a shout out for you, mate. He's uh, He suffered an injury at work and he'll be out for six months or so. So oh, um, good. I was just sending him a personal message through Facebook, just checking if he was okay or if in yeah. fact it was just another butt plug that was stuck. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't use butt plugs anymore <laughs> since the last incident. He's, 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 he's yeah. Shampoo bottles only now. Hey, Troy. <laughs> oh, oh, no dandruff. <laughs> so, Troy, uh, I, I take it uh, I take it the operation has gone well or whatever. You, if you can just let us, maybe let us know in the comments, mate. Um, we're all thinking of you and wishing you well, that's for sure. Just reach down and check that they didn't take anything away that they shouldn't have made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, jokes aside, Troy, I'm really sorry, sorry to hear, mate. I wish you all the best. And um, yeah. So yeah, Troy. Um, Thanks, Troy. Uh, Adam, Darwin, Darwin Laher, uh, Bjorn from uh, Creative Man, Nordic Edge. All those guys used to come to those hammerings back in the day. But kind of, Adam was kind of the first one. Me and Adam was sort of getting together, um, making knives, sort of right. Not just not long after I started. I think it was like I'd put quite a few um, handles on blades and then I started making. And I think the Scandi you referred to that you saw on Facebook was one of my 
probably my second or third knife that I made myself. You know what I mean? Oh, look, like I said, I mean, I've always, you know, I've known true, yeah, a bit more history, I guess. I've known Corin since high school, and you know, he's always been, um, you know, he's always got a really a good eye for detail. And I, mean, I know, yeah, you joke, he only makes one or two knives a year. One, one knife a year is it, Corin? Um, yeah, yes, this, this year I'm running a little bit behind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bloody good knife when he makes one. So, um, yeah, and, and again, yeah, there's, and there's some really cool people out there, which is and some complete randoms that turn out to be great. Um, I remember uh, what's the, the the human power hammer, um, the uh, the gentleman who worked in law enforcement. He was quite an interesting chap. Oh, Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave Grinter, Battleline, Battleline Knife. Yeah. Dave is. Yeah. Um, Dave's golden. He's actually, if you read the articles written on Gamico's site, Dave, um, yeah, no, nah, he's he's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, I normally go and stay at his place for a week a year. He's um, he lives out bush, uh, out the back of Goulburn, and um, uh, he still makes. He was he was an interesting guy because he turned up with some show stunning showpiece, wouldn't he? It'd be like, wow, that's fucking amazing. And then you'd come back the next time and he'd have a new one and he'd bring the old one as well. The old one would be all rusty and broken and not broken, but all rusty and shitty. He just like, he used to just get them to this really great stage and then they just used to just throw him in the corner. He didn't worry about them anymore. He's still pretty much the same. I just remember he was making some, like it was absolutely, it was like a stiletto dagger type thing. Just a tongue and cheese. Oh, isn't that illegal, Dave? He's like, rah. No, well, it wasn't anyway. He was right. <clears throat> Not, in was okay. Wales, anyway. yeah, yeah. Not in New South Wales, anyway. Not in New South Wales. No. So yeah, there you go. Thank you. So anyway, um, <laughs> we'll 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 just see what the do a bit of a round, see what the guys have been doing this week. Um, Kev, yeah, what have you been up to since the last podcast? Oh, mate, it's all a bit of a blur, really. Um, I've got back into a little bit of knife making, so I'm trying to work on a couple of jobs that I've had sort of on the backlog for a little while. Well, it's at last. Uh, just a last. sec, just a sec. Hey, uh, Ads, <laughs> Ads, I'm going to mute you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go for it, yeah. Um, like I said last time, mate, just with the things that were going on in life, I put a few things aside. Um, so I've been getting my ass back into my workshop as much as I can at the moment. Um, and doing some stuff up there. I've got a little bit of a um, hindrance to getting into the workshop at the moment because my wife, Ro, had knee surgery last Friday and <clears throat> I dropped her off at the hospital at 8 o'clock in the morning. They booted me out at quarter to nine and, you know, we'll get in touch with you soon. So I went off, as you do, as the caring husband. I went and had breakfast and did some tool shopping um spent a heap of money on stuff out of the tool shops um and got home and i was like oh well i'll just no point in getting into the workshop because they'll give me a call any minute now and uh yes yeah, so i just watched a bit of tally and then text messages came from some people about have i heard from ro and i'm like no nah. and i look at me watch and I'm like that's getting on a bit next hour sending out messages still nothing still nothing and then i was just about to Google the hospital's phone number to give them a ring and I get this photo from my wife and it's her leg in a brace, uh-huh. which basically meant best case scenario, worst case scenario, all wrapped in one bundle. Uh, she had a reasonably significant meniscus tear, which she's had problems with for a couple of years. 
but it was in an area that they could repair. So rather than just scrape the shit out and send her on away, they did a repair, which means longevity will be better, but in the interim, she's no load-bearing and in the brace for at least six weeks. Um, so I'm sort of teeing up the morning coffees, taking the dogs out, doing a bit of shopping, a bit of cleaning, a bit of washing, getting in the workshop for a few hours and then reversing that around, take the dogs out again, come in, cook dinner and all the rest of it. But if you've seen my Instagram, I've been putting up some reels. I've just discovered the reels thing. Yes, I know. I actually used to work in IT, but... What is that? Um, like, what is it? Uh, what are you, you talking do, about? You, do, you film, and rather than put a story, you put up a reel, which is people can choose to watch it or not, <laughs> but it's, it goes onto your feed. So I've just been putting some reels up, which a bit easier to do a bit of video content than try and keep posting up random single pictures here and there. Um, but one of them I posted up was a uh, frame tang handle that I've put on a nice Takafu knife, but it was a piece of the green and dyed stabilised giraffe bone that you guys sell. That stuff. Holy shit. I have to say, I was working it, and to me, I was just working it going, fuck, this is typical bone slash antler, stinky crap. Um, you know, and I got fair way through the job and then started getting to the hand sanding part and then you know, I'm a fan of the U-Butte products that you guys also sell. I've been using U-Butte Ultrashine for a significant period of time. Yep. And you put me onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, that's that's um, not a particularly high grit sandpaper. And then the U-Butte Ultrashine. And I would normally go back and do more. And I'm, I'm sticking with what that is. It, it's, it's like fucking glass. I have to say, if you want to use something that's pretty cool, it was... That's to remove a fair bit of the material, but it's still got enough of the green in it that it's, I think, it's quite nice. It's a mix between a couple of people commented on there. Um, a half is that a watermelon rind? Watermelon rind, watermelon uh, rind, other yep. things, yeah. So, but the handle is so glossy and beautiful, and that it's just such an awesome material. So, if you want to use something a little different, um, highly recommend it. Like, it's the second time I've used the um. Yeah. Cow bone stuff, but the others on a folder I've had in the drawer for about 18 months. Um, yeah, so that was one of the knives I've been working on, and the other reel I've got there so, is just a 5100 blade. Can I just jump in, Kev? So, just um, with that, uh, with that polishing stuff, <clears throat> is that would that work on just a regular timber as well, or is that um, oh, absolutely, yeah, specific? It's it's yeah, it's my go to, mate. Um, so you only got a, you only got a sand, you've only got to sand up to about uh, well, the label says 600 grit, and depending on the knife that I'm making, if it's a hunter, 600 is fine, and then you put this stuff on because you don't want it to slip out of your hand, obviously. But if, if you want the higher polish, I think I only did 800 grit on that handle there, and yeah. it's a paste. It's, got, um, it's a play on words because it's EEE Ultra Shine, but it's supposedly got that Tripoli substance in it, so it's like the... Um, soft stone buffing compound and it, mm. it takes it up to like you know somewhere they reckon they reckon on the label anyway 20 to thirty thousand grit but i do that with a um soft um loose leaf cotton cloth on my grinder that goes up to about 2800 rpm and i've been working a technique on it for a lot i've been using this stuff for a long time um and i put a few people onto it and they sort of go i can't get the same shine that you're getting 
I do think it's one of those things, again, a bit of longevity, uh, length in using it and time using it. But it's one of those really good products where less is more. So you, you put it on small amounts, you rub it on till it becomes tacky, let it sit for a little bit and then chuck it onto the, um, onto the buffer. And I'll run, I guess, if talking like passes over the whole knife, three or four passes over the entire knife and then just buff it off with a soft cloth afterwards and it comes up like that. Like that that piece there, though, in particular, that that bone was just freaking stunning. It's beautiful. So that yeah. Um, yeah, the Triple E Ultra Shine is available on Gamaco's website. We do the whole range. Well, we do a yeah. good range of They've got a lot of other good products, products, but that's yeah. just the one that um, I've been using for a lot of years. That was one that um, Karim down at Tharwa put us onto. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just... To me, you know, look, it's just that's my favourite go-to thing. A lot of other things I used to use, the orange oil and all the rest and, um, you know, put 17 layers yep. of that stuff on and all that. And this, this just they, works well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the, the, the beauty of the Triple E... The, the tri it's made for timber wood turners, right? So it's yes. you've, got to, you've got to put it on hard and fast. Yeah. But the beauty of it is that it's not a coating on the timber. It, it, it is a, a, as well... But it's also polishing it, and it's yeah, like, polishes it. yeah, exactly. So it's yes. better than a, it's better than a, like a lacquer or some shit that you paint on there. It's going to come off or whatever. Um, it is actually polishing the material. So, you know, well, I've lacquer's had, not I've necessarily going to come off. I've but, had knives you know. that have had a reasonable amount of work come back in for a quick once over, um, and I've just run them on that soft cloth without adding extra triple E compound to it. And, you know, the remnants on there, because I'm pretty good with changing over the wheels, uh, the, the buffing wheels on my grinder when I'm using them, and the remnants that are on there from each polish, it builds up over a little bit of time. So I've, I've given stuff a quick once-over, and it comes up, you know, near perfect every time. So I uh, quite yeah, really like good product, like a bit of a plug for that product, I guess. I, I guess I really quite like how you've got the green handle matching the green masking tape on the blade as well. That's yeah, quite a... that was a design element. I've got to just come in and fix up that little bit near the Ricasso, chuck a bit of extra tape on there because exposed metal. Uh, how, that's not yeah. how long did you spend? How long did you spend looking for that color matching? When you got the bit of giraffe bone there, you spent six oh, months trying to find the tape. Well, I had to match the giraffe bone color to the tape because I've been using the tape for a lot of time. It's a it's a little bit of a legend, the green tape. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're so big fans I, of. I was going to say because I've got, I mean, I, I like, I, I don't always like a really shine finish, but I've got some really nice bits of human that I've got from a random place down here. Oh. And, um, yeah, there was. And uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, sta ago. I stabilized it and it does really nice, but yeah, I've only just yeah. waxed it. It's sort of come up okay, but, but yeah, that stuff's got the wow factor. Yeah, I had a uh, knife with some bird's eye hue on up front. And made that thing never seen it look better. Like it, it just polished up you. Like it, it brings out the just that real internal grain on it. Works perfectly on the harder timbers, timbers as well too. Like you use that product with some ring gigi or you know any any good stabilized product, and it just really does bring that um, that good shine out in it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the pink rouge, and I'm going to stick with it. But yeah, I've got some triple E here to try, so I'm going to. Triple Ultra Shine, I'll give that a go and see what yeah. happens. Like, so you've got to use a little bit. Like, I, it took a little while to, um, you know, get the shine better and better and, and work out what was going on. And if you just take it straight off, it'll have a residual layer, which you've got to just – I use a microfiber cloth. I get the cheap ones 
Costco or Aldi or whoever has them on sale at the time and, you know, just rub it down with that. Um, you know, give it a good, give it a good rub and tug, as they say, and have a big smile at the end of it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Um, just looking at Steve Eads, had a question about the bolster material. Uh, so that was a frame tang knife that I did with that stuff there. Um, the actual frame tang was some two mil black G10 that I bought from Ganico. Um, and the front piece is just a piece of black Corian. Um, and it's got hidden pins and all sorts of other stuff in the whole thing. But that was good fun to make, actually. It was a nice little um, nice little project and a little step away from what I normally do and a little bit of inspiration to get out and do some more stuff that's different, uh, different to me anyway. So the bolster uh, was G10, yeah? <clears throat> Uh, no, the bolster was uh, Corian. Corian, sorry. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the, the, frame, yeah. the frame was G10. It was G10. It's got but... a uh, mosaic pin in the back and then about four or, five, uh, four or five pins hidden away in the middle there, keeping it all together. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. so I did that and uh, working on a couple of other, like I said, just smaller projects to get things off the I should have done this a long time ago list. <laughs> that's, that's so... Nice. Um... Uh, Connie asks, is it stabilised? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, dyed and stabilised. Yep. Great. Uh, David Hansen would love to see a uh, reel with your with you using your disc sander. Sure. Yep. No worries, Dave. I'll do that. Uh, I'll be in using it probably tomorrow, actually, I think, this stage. Um, excellent. Uh, someone wanted to see Mert in his evening dress in large. <laughs> <That was Les>. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Mert no, up in his. It's, um, it's, 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 he's got his. It's, it's seven degrees. He's got his. I'm on my shirt. It's seven degrees. For the benefit. What do you want to do? For the benefit of the for the benefit of the podcast listeners, Mert's uh, sitting here in his Hugh Hefner um, dressing gown. <laughs> Minus a bit. And, <laughs> um. There we go. Uh, have you seen Kiranite handle material? It's resin-based product. Looks amazing. Some people do like Kiranite. Um, I've thought many times about selling it. Um, I, I personally, I'm not a fan, but but yes, yeah, it can look great on the right knife in the right handle. Sure. Um, um, and Tom, Tom Rebeck, mate, send if you send me a message, um, just send me a private message, mate, and I'll give you my address. I've got a fella up here doing some stuff on Tuesday, but you're welcome to stop by the workshop if you're in town. It's generally open to the people that want to come here and see if they're around. Good work. Right, what have you been up to, Matt? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I, I had an interesting week. Just like you, Kev, I have a hindrance getting in the shop, but different than yours, my reason is I got so fucking fat, I don't even, I don't even fit through the door. I, I ate so much last fucking week. I ate so I just looked at myself in the mirror. I don't know. I gained like a five, ten kilos in the last week. So that's one. That's one. Uh, yeah. I, I was coming to that. I was coming to the colorful handle coin. Do you want to go back keep to going, the colorful handle going. shit? Keep going. Did you you keep to... talking, Mert. Keep talking. Yeah, Don't yeah. let me distract you. Don't let me distract okay. you. Corin, do you remember? Us buying a pink handle and blade show two years ago. Maybe like I do actually. 
Yeah. And, and that that may like it was dyed maple pink, and I was saying that I'll never use pink, and I'll. But I made a small knife out of my stainless steel uh, 5200, and I'm thinking like shit, this is like a small santoku, which I promise never to fucking make. But I got a small santoku, perfectly fit for a female user, and I'm looking at the I'm looking at the pink dyed maple. I'm like, oh shit! I'm about to sell my soul to Satan. Yeah, I'm, I'm selling it out. <laughs> I made a sant. <laughs> I made a santoku. I made the santoku, the most girly knife, and I put pink dyed maple on it. Yeah, I done that. Other than that, I just feel like a little burnt out, man. Like I've I've been thinking about Sydney knife show, and I'm trying to keep up with the customs and. Yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm burned out. I don't want to see any night. I just want to make a take a few days break. And I just want to fucking make a sword, which is actually like <laughs> I want in my hand. It's so, it was <laughs> more of that's what we saw swinging around in the background. Yeah. Again, for the benefit well, of those people speaking listening. Speaking of sword, our good friend <laughs> Matt Snape. Matt Snape. So he came here a few like a couple of weeks ago, and he said I can do 3D printing. I'm like, okay, I want you to, and I gave him this crossbar. This cross card is from a 18 or 19th century sword, Turkish sword. And I said, can you get me mold out of this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And he said, okay, I'm going to send you a package. And he sent me the rendering of 3D and a package came in. And I opened the package and these are like the 3D printings of this cross card. Yeah, I'm like, look at this. And I started getting deeper into yeah, I start digging deeper in the box. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, yeah, this is... What's this, deeper in the box? This, this is a little bit thinner. Okay, that will do. Then all of a sudden, I start... <laughs> so, this is... For those who listen to a podcast... If you still do, that's the cross <laughs> in the shape of a dick and a limp, not like a. <laughs> so, this is what you call a dick. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, good fucking You gotta job. put like, that in. You gotta make a knife and put that in the best art knife at the Sydney show. <laughs> Look at that. Look at this. Was that, this motherfucker was took the time. Look at it. Look at it. I'm crying. That, that's the one with the little dicks. And the other one's a two-handed uh, sword, is it? It's a hand and a half. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to this on the podcast, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you've got to join in live and watch the live thing because you're just missing out on the biggest, blackest, flaccidest dick guard this, you've ever seen. It's fantastic. He, he sat down, he programmed it on a 3D printer, he even made the... Oh, look at it. That's <laughs> 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 well, I can just imagine him doing it too. <laughs> I got to tell you, he's he's sending, the whole time he was doing it, he's sending me pictures. I think yeah. Murder like this. <laughs> yeah. He sent me one as well, and I'm like, I just forgot about it until now. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I've heard of those make, Thanks for the cross cards. Some of them are <laughs> awesome. Some of them are not very historically accurate, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, golden. Oh. Well done, Matt. Well played, son. Well played, Matt. Yeah. Matt Snape. Thanks, Matt. Good work. Matt Snape, thank you. Uh, Look, look, it fits. Turn around the other way, and then you got a guard. <laughs> yes. Oh, so the well, new the, uh well, that's the best line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's well, that's you take your, your enemy oh. your enemy would be like, What? Is that a dick? Oh you'd have them. You'd have them. You'd catch their eye, they'd lose concentration, have a quick chuckle, sword cross, slash their throat all yeah. over. They'd die all with over. a smile on their face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, oh Connie, yeah. what was I just telling you? This is going to be come on, read that comment. We might get cancelled, but read that comment. It's fucking funny. Yeah, you can. You're all over. I'll put it up on the screen. Um, yeah. Here we go. So, I, so again, well, for the guys that were um, listening. And not watching one of the commenters has written, it has a Jap's eye. It must be a katana. <laughs> for a katana. Jamie says, I hope Matt Snake didn't model for that one. Well, he had to get his inspiration somewhere and he did what he knew best. So we'll go with that. So I want to see that. I want to see that cast in bronze on a sword on a table. <laughs> He obviously lives I'm, in a warmer I'm climate about, actually, than I'm thinking about bringing my source to Sydney Night Show. <laughs> we've got to, um, we've got to, yeah, you should, Mert. You should, except people will touch them. And we've got to do that casting course. We've got to book ourselves back in and get that shit organised. Yeah, you've got to go to casting couch. Sorry, casting course. Yeah, casting couch. That's the one. Yeah. Oh. I've seen that video. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> what else, Mert? How's the family? How's that dog? Oh, the pet. <laughs> dog, dog is all right. He, he, he sounded like he was about to fucking eat me today. Uh, it's everybody wants a big dog till they have one. And let me tell you guys, I'm 125, 30 kilos, and he's 65 to 70. That motherfucker pulled me. Andrew Blomfield came in last week. And I, oh, yeah. I said, look, yeah, I said, Andrew, you know, like, I have to take, I have to take my dog outside so he sees you otherwise if you come in the house you come into his territory he needs to meet you outside and i'm thinking i'll just take him outside and my dog just took off and i end up like holding his holding his collar his collar is in my hand and he's going to andrew like fucking butting his head off i jumped <laughs> on him I'm trying to hold him my wife heard me screaming she came out so i'm holding his front legs she lifted his back legs so we got the dog both of us will lift the dog and he's trying to fucking kick his legs and all that. It's not easy. And, <laughs> did and, Andrew and, um did Andrew survive and, the encounter? I would have shat myself. I would have been like, I'm going clean up. Yeah. Andrew Andrew came out looking like seventy years. By the time he sat on the table, it looked like he was like fucking ninety years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in a second. 
No worries. Oh, didn't didn't Dimitri Dimitri Popov's dog was like ninety kilos? That thing was a monster. He lived around the corner from my sister. Yeah, look, if enormous. if Dimitri's dog Dimitri's dog is like a little pup next to Kaya, right? You've yeah. got to see this dog, right? It's uh, what's the name of the dog, Mert? Uh, the breed is called Kangal. Kangal is a Turkish lifestyle guardian, and. These guys, like you know, like you see, you see big dogs, you see heavy dogs. Uh, my friend had this dog is like seventy kilos. Like yeah, yeah. once you see this, you're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. a whole different beast. Adam, there you go. That's a Kangal. Jeez. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like a horse, right? It's like a horse, <laughs> it, and they are very, very, very strong, like very strong. Yeah. Actually, that's not a that one is not a Kangal, Corin. That oh, one is that? actually a different breed. So. Oh, the one that you see the larger picture, it's actually a different dog. That dog is uh, known as Malakla, and Malakla is over 100 kilos, and Kaya is only 70. All right. So <laughs> that's just that's only 70. There you go. That's a Kangal yeah. there. They're, it's a, they're big dogs. Whatever. That's a Kangal too. Look at that. Yeah. They, they just – if one's barking at you, Adam, and it's coming at you, poo's coming Ooh. out. There's no stopping it. Ooh. It's like <laughs> poo's coming out. Oh, look at that puppy. Oh, just a minute. Let me try and figure out how to get you onto the big screen. Kev, wait up. There you go. There you go. Look here. (laughs) This is our little rat bag. Five-month-old border collie, Kobe. He's a a good fella. Oh, little boy. He's tired. Aren't you tired? Yeah. (laughs) He's kiss. Good boy. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> nice work. Right. What are you doing? You're going to sit around for a little while? Yeah? You're going to hang out and talk to everyone? He is. I, I, I reckon he is. Pets are on display. I can go and, I can go and brush yeah. my face. And, and <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see you get a goat on your lap in this position. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's that way inclined. I'm certainly hoping not. Um, So, um, so, so, yeah, I've uh, I've had a pretty pretty uh, full on week. I don't know if you guys know the YouTube channel. I did a thing. You guys know Alex from I did a thing. No. Uh, he's got about 1.6 million followers, and he came oh, down to my house. Came, came down to my house uh, and made a hammer last Friday. So that was that was pretty cool. We had a I had a meeting with him and uh, my contacts with Syro about burning shit, which is oh, yeah. a thing he might do maybe in the future. Who knows? And um, uh, while he was down here, we forged a hammer. He's got a pretty good YouTube channel. He's got the world's worst blacksmith forges an axe or something. It's one of his videos, and it's pretty cool to watch somebody with nothing. Do something cool, and um, and that's that's that's. I did a thing. Is the channel? Yeah, he's Australian. He's, he's Australian. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, mate. Cool. He he would be. I think he probably lives in the same street as Swato used to live in Epping. But anyway, we won't get we won't get carried away. I shouldn't give away. He's. I don't know where he lives. So anyway, um, he's a yeah good guy, and um, we made that hammer, and we tested out. Uh, a new bit of gear that I think will be the first commercially available piece of equipment of its type. Not going, don't want to give anything away yet, but um, it, he was pretty. I was pretty impressed. He was pretty impressed. 
And is this um, the one you like, is this the one you were discussing with that, you? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know what <laughs> <it is. Don't laughs> tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. So and and we installed one down at um I just want everyone to know that I know what's going on and they don't. No, no, that's cool. You're in, you're in, you're in. Um and we installed one down in Short McIntyre's workshop and he's uh he's just blown away. He reckons it's genius. So we're gonna release it. It won't be um It'll, it'll be released in the next few weeks. So stay tuned on the bulk buy group because I'm going to run a bulk buy and we're going to purchase uh, en masse. We're going to manufacture I, these things I en masse. Would, so pretty sweet. I would almost, Corin, and this is in a serious sense, patent that fucking thing. Oh, I can't. No, it's not patentable, but it'll be the first commercially available one and it'll be made properly. It'll be, won't be a backyard job or nothing and it'll be pretty fucking sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. We, yeah, I'm not going to give anything else away. Just talk about no, nothing no. else. So that's that's where we're at. And um, I, I, I might even say that it's a little bit better than Mert's dick guard. Oh, not yeah, no, funny. no, no, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah, no, the dick guard, the dick guard trumps all. The dick guard trumps all. You think that's funny? <laughs> Check out my. He's going to have his hand on his It'll sword. Be that will be a champion rower at the end of this, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get old. But anyway, it's official gag, but I like it. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. We've been flat out at Gamaco. We've been up to two weeks behind shipping orders, just absolutely getting pummeled. Um when we're also this uh, the, today, we just packed the um, packed up the Gamaco truck, which has been out of action for a year, ready for our show season. So we're going to do our first show. We'll be up at um, where the fuck are we going? Uh, Nindiri on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, not this weekend coming, but the weekend after. So the we'll probably have Luke on after on the Thursday after Luke Berkelman's after the hammering, yeah. and um, we'll have a bit of a rundown. We're going to do a. Um, uh, we're going up there to do a collaboration as well with um, another famous YouTuber that's uh, invited us to stay at his house, and uh, you'll hear more about that later. Um, we're going to do a collaboration with Maddie Spubum and um, myself and Timmy, and uh, maybe I did a thing. I'm not sure if he's coming or not yet. So it's uh, it's all happening. Uh, speaking of that, actually, oh, yeah, no, that's all right. Okay, who's making the cabbage guard to match? Now, Jimmy Barber wants to know who's making a cabbage guard to match the dick guard. So there you go. The challenge has been pommel. set. <laughs> Don't cabbage let Matt oh, cabbage pommel. A cabbage pommel. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, oh yeah. my dirty teenage oh, brain. Oh, you are Jimmy. You're a legend. You are a legend. Yes. Matt, yeah, Matt Snape, when you're listening to this later, you've now got to make a cabbage pommel. To match your dick guard, and then we'll do a sword. <laughs> oh oh man, what's this one? Connie Hansen says the dick guard is a fucking Jedi move. I reckon you've got to have not just a dick guard, it's got to have dick grips, dick handle, and a cabbage pommel. Man, fuck, you're all over it. I, I should have like fucking veins on it. <laughs> inlaid, inlaid silver veins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh too much. We did touch on knife making for a bit there, didn't we? 
Oh man. Uh, so there's a hammer in June. There's a hammer in June in WA. What? Yeah. Oh, okay, Ads. Thanks for joining us uh, impromptu tonight. Good to catch up, mate. Good to see you. Guys, if you don't follow Adam, stay tuned. Follow his um, um he's, follow he's his Instagram and his Facebook. Eight. I think he's got about another seven followers since we've been on. Good, good. On Instagram, and, and, at least. Yeah, his oh, Facebook page is sure fairly active. Yeah, yeah you've I'm nearly dealt with you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're up to 20 followers, mate. Things to do before I go to bed, but uh, good to see you, Ron, and I'll uh, see you next week. Righto, mate. Thanks for joining us. No worries. See you, mate. Bye. So Troy Hageman's uh, going to take up the challenge of the cab cabbage pommel. Do it, Troy. <laughs> he's, he's stuck. He's got time. He can't do anything yeah, else. And uh, he's got a 3D printer. So all on, you may you may yeah. just get a special surprise in the mail. He, he's got to print off the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> that is too funny. So what were we yeah, saying? Sorry, no. Timbo is having a hammering in June and the long weekend in WA. Ben Eustace posted that up before. Uh, that's yeah, good to see. A bit more activity going on. WA, WA Facebook group for knife makers. Jump onto that. Um, and uh, if you're not, if you're in WA and just get all the information there, um, yeah, good on him. Good on <laughs> him. They're getting together and, and making it happen. It's good to see. I think um, yeah. I think Gamako is going to be there. Gamako WA, Dan, Danica is going to be there and, and take some prizes and door shit and door prizes and giveaways yeah, nice. and stuff. So, yeah. At Luke's one, we're giving away. We've probably got about 50 kilos of 1075 to give away. I don't know. There's a lot there. And uh, we're just going to be just going to be giving it away. So just jump in on that. Um, nice. Just just because it's all uh, it's all just various shapes and sizes, but it's just stuff we just we thought we share could probably love. yeah share the love. So that'll be all right. There'll be some stuff for sale, obviously. And we like you to buy it, but there's practice stuff there. Uh, and that's it. We're 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 ready to go, actually. Yeah. And what else? Yeah, is that's news? awesome. Well, uh, actually, what's news and what people. Oh oh oh, oh Jesus. Knife maker. Timmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife making down under podcast. Well, oh, good day, everybody. Timmy. <laughs> Long time Hi, no see. Oh, it's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful knife yeah. you got there, Matt. It's it's a sword. It's a very famous it's one. A it's called sword. a sex caliber. Ah. Sex caliber. <laughs> this is the this is the quality of sex on. caliber. <laughs> 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 Um, I know, I know what I now know what the podcast name is going to be. Introducing Sex Caliber to the yeah. Tinderbox. <laughs> to the Tinderbox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't uh, don't put on Google uh, or whatever the other Apple little listeners are that search the internet for you listening to this podcast. 
<laughs> your internet search history will look through some pretty weird shit. <laughs> Goats, sex calibers, tinder boxes. Oh, the questions are coming in thick and fast, Timmy. Raymond oh. Davies wants to know what uh, what happened to his can't twist clamps. They're in the post. Did, aren't they? Oh, post. Are you not going oh, to yeah, the post? Love it. They better be in the post. Yeah. We'll have a tracking number. Explain. They are. We we are running very very far behind. I'm sorry, everybody, but it's just um, incredibly busy, and uh, not a whole whole lot we could do about it. We actually took delivery of two shipping containers full of stock, um, two full shipping containers full of steel, full of kilns, full of um, just shit tons of stuff. Oh, what have we got there, Timmy? All the new stuff. Tell them the new stuff, Timmy. The new stuff. Come on. Tell them the, the new, new stuff. stuff. The new There's stuff. New stuff. <clears throat> Well, I think the most I, – I, I mean, I personally think the most exciting thing is the super glue we've got. I do too. That's, you sniffing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, no, 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 no. Everyone's happy at work. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. It's it's from Starbond. It's it's um, a really quality brand. I I used it a little, a little time before I got it in for Gamico. Um and I was like, oh, I gotta get it in. But it's really hard to get because it's you can't air freight it. So it's all gotta be sea shipped and it takes forever. But it's here now. So that's one thing. Um, and there's also just a whole bunch of new steel, like CPM steels. Yeah. Stuff that you know, coal board and you know, we finally put up on the website because we'll pull the hand out. And uh, and now it's up and we've got all this steel, so that's cool. Yeah. There's and more steel with, steel. There's, there's looked at your newsletter that came out with the steel link, the no. CPM steel that had the S35 at the end, the magic one. But you're right. You click on there and there is a very large page view of CPM steels. And it's like, shit, this is shit's getting real. Shit's yeah. getting real. <clears throat> shit's getting, shit's real. getting real. And, and if we didn't have 20 ton of blade steel in stock um, through every order that we've placed in the last year all coming together. Um, if we, I'd be surprised. There's a fucking lot of metal in our shop. <laughs> and there's a lot that isn't on the website yet. So oh, tons, like, tons. More newsletters to come out, mate. New beauty. Oh, look, it's just taking time to check everything in because everything came in at once. Uh, we yeah. had a container delay that came in with another container, just the way COVID is at the moment. Um, we've got new staff. Somebody said, my order came in three days. Yep, good for you. That's a problem because the new staff weren't sending in chronological order and we had that's why we were up to two weeks behind because orders were getting put to the side and the stuff in the uh, middle was going. And So we're getting all those things resolved as new people come on board. Um, Raymond Davies apparently had a faulty can't twist clamp, Timmy? Yeah, yeah. I, you've got, you I have sent a new one. Out, but if not, I'll get it sent out tomorrow. I've got a message now, so... Yep, make it happen. Uh, yep, no traumas. We've just been flat out, guys. Absolutely smashed. And of course, Cole, um, Cole's gone out, and we're just retraining at the moment to to get people up to up to speed. So it, it's just taking a little time. Um, yeah. But it's all good yeah. fun, all, all fun and games. You know, great problems to have. Lots of lots lots of orders, and you know, and people have been yeah. incredibly supportive. But- <clears throat> Us, even if it's been tricky, and you know, it's yeah, where yeah, there's just a, just a lot happening. Every bar of steel's got to be labeled and put away, and it's just 
Yeah, it's just intense. We're, we're, but we're smashing it. We're enjoying it. Um, and we're doing the best we can, and that's good. Uh, and we've got some good, good new team members. They're all coming on board. So, awesome. uh, and a couple that have left have decided they want to come back as well. But I, I didn't tell you about that, Timmy. But we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> so, boomerangs or retreads, as we call them. Yeah, the grass wasn't as green on the other side. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, and Tim. And Tim, look at Tim. Look at him. He looks like he's been run over by a truck, and that's pretty much what's happened. He's worked every weekend trying to help catch up. He's flat, flat stick, doing a great job, and appreciate Timmy. What? Tell us about the glues. Did you tell him what we have? Those new super glues. Yeah. So there's thick, medium, and thin, which is. Oh. There's also medium and black. So you know. Ooh. You just need just like you like it, just like you like it, Mert. Cover up those gaps in your uh, Ricasso. Cover up all the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that thin stuff is really great because you can squirt in all the, the little micro cracks of anything that you've got, you know, any yeah. block you of You squirt a crack. And we got something to go with it. <laughs> you can do that. It's a fucking hell, Mert. You can do that. <laughs> you, 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 um, oh, Jesus Thanks, Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> Squirting the little cracks all the time. Um, oh, wow. The other thing we got was zip kicker stuff. The accelerator, oh, yeah, yeah, the accelerant. That and stuff's cool. That stuff's cool. And I've got it on good advice from Mal from uh, Otis Knives. Don't glue your wounds up with super glue and hit it with the accelerator. Apparently, that's really bad. Anyway, it burns. Just, it burns. Yeah. It burns. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and we also got remover. So we've got a really a whole new range of super glues, and they're they're Redeem really good quality. Redeem on stuff is very handy to have. Yeah, yeah. So we've yeah. got a really good range there. There's heaps of it, and yeah, looking forward to seeing people um, using that to its full extent to cover up some of those gaps. It'll make um, it'll make judging at the shows and stuff a whole lot better when there's not so many gaps and stuff. <laughs> Just rims of black super glue <laughs> around the Ricasos. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Don't start me. Pretty cool bunch, Don't aren't we? Me. Pretty cool oh, bunch. Oh look, I saw a knife. I saw a knife the other day, and it's a, uh, you know, just I got to say, there's one thing I can't stand. I said it from the start of this podcast. It's burnt pins. Those oh. black rings around pins, and people that should know better putting knives up, saying how look at this beautiful, unique piece with a bloody f burnt pin. It's like it's it's a feature. Oh, it's a fucking yeah, yeah. floor. It's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> just like so anyway, the glue ring just around. Me. Just like the glue ring around him if it's not burnt. Oh. We know Matt loves yeah. rings, so. Burn oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian. Ian, one of our, our customer service managers, says if anybody has any big dramas with their orders, just email customer service. New South Wales, that's too long an email address. Get in touch with him on Facebook. Ian Ronald Gamaco's Ian, Ian change that to complaints at Gamaco. I don't want yeah. even want a complaints one. Just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Customer service. That that email probably directs to the fucking photocopier or something. Just to anyway. Never to the mind. shredder. <laughs> I don't know. Just get in touch with us and we will sort it. Pick up the phone. If you've got an urgent order you need out, we'll walk it through. We're doing everything we can. Uh, it's just it's just a bit tough at the moment, but we're getting on top of it. And, you know, it is what it is. It is. Um, Tim, you've got it another is. one. Any luck? What's this one? 
Uh, put me on the spot, Karen. Oh, no. <laughs> I've no, Dion did. Dion did. Dion's got a <laughs> ramping issue with a Paragon. Dion, get in touch with me. Probably just need yeah. to seek the PID gain. That's if it's overshooting or something, we just change the PID gain and that'll fix it straight up. Um, just send me a message on Facebook and I'll teach you how to how to do that. It's no big drama at all. Um uh, if it's anything more complicated than that, of course we can help. We've 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 got the know-how. What else have we got here? Timmy, there's a question from Doug Lass. Yeah, yeah. so you just have to leave it. it. Will. <laughs> yeah, it will. If you accidentally have a bit of glue on between your fingers when you're about to spray, and you stick your fingers together, it's that's when it's really handy to have the D bond because you literally just. <laughs> Drop a couple of drops on there, and within 20 seconds or something, you got your fingers apart and working and no skin ripped off. Trust me, I've been there and I've done that. That's why I have the D-Bond <laughs> for that reason. It's not normally to take shit apart on the knives. It's to like unstick the fingers. Works well. That's an important one. Jay says, just bring it up on the podcast. That's the best way. And that's fine, guys. You just keep bringing it, bringing it up on the podcast. Yeah. We'll get yeah, it sorted. At, at, it 9 does 30, work. at 9.30 at night, that's the first thing you'll remember oh, in the morning. <laughs> but but we're here to help. The guys yes, are there. True. They're trained. They're, they're knife makers. We employ knife makers to help. Ronald Knives, Ian Ronald, published in Blade magazine. You've got Tim. You've been published in magazines around the world, Tim. Uh, we got uh, Google knife Knives, Joe, uh, myself. We are knife makers, guys, and we're not um, – whilst none of us are, like, professional, really awesome knife makers, we all have a go. Uh, we've all exhibited at shows except for me and Joe and Alan. But other than that, we've all <laughs> exhibited shows, and, we're, we, you know, we, we've been around. So we're, we're here to help. Um, <laughs> and uh, Corey Cunningham has some more feedback for you. He says, Tim, I messed up my glue up today. Not your fault, but just add that to your list. Now, I think you should, Tim. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, uber critical. I'm sorry, guys, but look at Tim. He's absolutely smashed. He's, he has been working like a Trojan for weeks, and it's not going to end yet because we're about to we're about to drive a truck to Queensland. So, oh, oh my God. Who gets the middle seat? It's just the um, two of them. Andrew Smith said, will Ronald Knives and Ford Forge be exhibiting at Sydney? Uh, in the past, they have, but this year, the decision they made the decision to um, uh, support their employer. Uh, and but <laughs> I think mainly mainly because we've worked them so hard in the last uh, in the last no months. They've got no <laughs> knives. I don't have any eyes. <laughs> no knives? What are knives, he says. <laughs> All those things one. I used to make, yeah. But now, Andrew on... Smith brings up Andrew Smith brings up something that I'm, we've touched upon it with both Mertz and my Instagram coming up on the on the screen. The Sydney Knife Show, it's going ahead, uh, folks. The, Tickets it's... are now available to purchase. Yes, we've had a few inquiries, or well, I've had a few inquiries privately about uh, the situation. Um, we, we've had to put the ticketing into morning and afternoon sessions on Saturday and Sunday so that we can have the show run according to the New South Government guidelines to apparently keep everyone safe. So oh, we can't help the situation that we're in and 
I think I speak on behalf of nearly every knife maker that's bought nearly every table that was available. We'd rather have a show like that than not have a show at all. So yep. you need to buy your tickets online. There is no ticketing at the door. Don't come on the day expecting to get in. You need to pre-purchase your tickets and just need to do what we ask to get into the show. Come visit all us knife makers because we're champing at the bit to see punters. We're champing at the bit to see everyone. Uh, we just really, really just can't wait. Nervous as a fucking pig in front of Mert's pork sword there, but I tell you what, you know, <laughs> it's going to go ahead. Uh, I was gonna about go to ahead. say, like, there's only a few tables left. If you guys are thinking of... Oh, yeah, like if you... Oh, Andrew, how many like, tables oh, have we got I'll left? just think about it. No, no, no. Just there was like it. four or five tables the last time I spoke to one of the guys involved in it, and, and that was quickest, a little while ago. The, we started me and Adam and the team... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam from Tinderbox Dives, look him up. Uh, we started the um, the Sydney show in 2014, and it was pretty tough to get people to come. This year, because uh, we were selling tables for like three times the price of anybody else's show, this year the table prices haven't changed or anything, and um, uh, we sold out in like two weeks. It was absolutely unbelievable. Just sold out. Andrew's this down the people. bottom there. Three, three tables and one gold exhibitor left. Which is just that's, bloody that's impressive. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. Like yeah, tell you what, like, so excited. It, it, excited doesn't sort of express how we are at the moment about this. We've been on hold for a freaking long time. Been watching other events occur, like we were saying last time. I think it was the camping and boating show, whatever, up the same place. It's our turn. It's our turn. It's our freaking turn. And. I forget who I was talking to again, talked to a lot of people over the last few days and stuff, but it's probably the penultimate knife show to go to because all of us knife makers have probably got a reasonable amount of stock and good stock to mm. to put on show for people to buy. Um, Bruce Barnett from WA, he's coming over. be fantastic to see Bruce. Check he's out Andrew there's 180 tables, guys. 180 wow. tables sold for Sydney Knife Show this year, um, which is probably what we do every year. But regardless, sold in two weeks. So massive, going to be a great show. Yeah. If you've got like half an hour to get off the fence and buy your table, if you're one of those three standard exhibitors, we can't share. You can't share tables this year. So just sorry about that, but they're the rules we've got to follow. One maker or one maker per table, uh, or you know that that sort of thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Getting close awesome. to it, it's going to be very, very exciting, very, very tense times actually. Uh, Stan Stanley says, "Good day, guys. With the return of shows, will there be less raffles?" Uh, the raff. Oh, here uh, Andrew is answering that question. Andrew <coughs> Smith from the Knife Art Association has just answered that in the comments. So I'll put that up. We have one more raffle featuring. Top Sydney exhibitors, just waiting for more uh, for one more knife to be completed. So we are going to keep doing raffles, but the raffles will probably move back to the what they what we always did, which is we run them at the shows and before the shows. So yeah. they'll be drawn at, at the shows instead of just um, just randomly. Uh, if we if we encounter anything anything where we have more situations of you know lockdowns and stuff, then um, we'll obviously work on that at the time. We'll probably throw in the odd 
non-show raffle because they've been really successful. But, you know, we whole thing with the Knife Art Association is we want to promote the industry and promote it in a positive way by most of the way we do that is running shows. And, you know, don't have to have uh, a degree in anything to know that <clears throat> we just haven't been able to do that. So the way we've kept the coffers up to put shows on again because they're not cheap um, and, and we have Andrew who's our awesome employee that we, we definitely don't want to lose him. So we've got to keep paying Andrew a, a salary. Um, so we've been running the raffles to keep on top of that. But we don't want to saturate the market with an overflow of it. And, you know, we've always got that in the back of our minds, the committee sitting there going, uh, people just going, oh, not another, not another knife art raffle. So we'll probably keep one or two non-knife show raffles up with really good prizes. And the rest of it's going to be, as we've always done, as Corin just said, knives and stuff at the show. Come buy your tickets when you come in the door and mm -hmm. hopefully your number gets drawn out. Um uh, Dion says, Dion says, 180 tables is awesome. Is half a day really enough to see it all? Dion, <clears throat> we're just preparing you for the day you go to Blade Show. Because when you go to Blade yeah. Show, you've got 30 seconds to see each table if you want to see everything. At Sydney Show, there's 240 minutes in half a day. It's better than a minute a table. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. It's possibly not enough time to see everything. And I dare say there's going to be a few people that are just going to bite the bullet and say, I'll take a Saturday ticket for the morning and a Saturday ticket for the afternoon. Yeah. It's, and, going, to cost and, you, and, it's going to cost you an extra 16 bucks, but if you're there, you're there. If you're serious. And if you're like serious. Said, we you honestly know? don't have a say in it. We don't have a say in it to operate it otherwise. That's what's been deemed as a, 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 an acceptable plan by the New South Wales government. For us to yeah. run this event is no, there a camera show yes john john there is i was over talking to karim uh a week or so ago and the canberra night show at this point in time is being planned for the first sunday in december it's usually just a one-day event and it normally runs from 10 until 3 and even without putting in the COVID plan and all the rest of it uh, from what I understand with Karim, this is just a conversation that we had, so nothing set in stone, of course. Um, we'll probably have enough space, enough room, because it's an outdoor show, uh, probably enough space, enough room, not even to worry about even having one of the COVID plans in. Probably people just need to check in at the door or sign in at the door. Um, uh, and that. So, Troy, yes, what, it's looking at going ahead. Troy's looking at saying about demonstrators. Um are you having demonstrators at the front still going ahead? Uh, there will be demonstrators. It won't be the same as we've done in the past, though. We're having the committees in discussions at the moment. We're looking to run a concurrent <clears throat> event. I'll, I'll leave that for now because no decision's yeah, been we'll made. We'll get on that. Do we know what? Do we know for certain? Yeah, but 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 the answer is there'll be something in some format. It may be bigger and better than bigger and better than anyone's ever seen, or it may be just what we've always seen, or it just may be nothing. We don't know yet. Um. Timmy, you look like you're nodding off, and I know for a fact you need to get some sleep. Yeah, get some um, sleep, boy. <laughs> can I just uh, – can I just um, – I've got something here for you, Timmy. Oh, yeah. Timmy. Well, it's time to go. Boom, 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 boom. Good night. Timmy. Well, it's time to go. Boom, 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 boom. I hate to leave you, but really must say 
Good night, Timmy. Good night. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we made that boom, for boom, you, boom, Timmy. Boom. <laughs> so you get some sleep, lad. You get some sleep, and we look forward to seeing you in the morning. Good on you, mate. See ya. See ya, Tim. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so looking at... Um, yeah, so Stan, you've got a few questions here about the shows and stuff. Yeah, um, just, let's yes, be real about on, this. Let's just answer a lot of these questions in one go. Um, jump online was, to oh, Not yeah, Making Down right. Under podcast or this page. There's always links up from Andrew or go and look at the Sydney Knife Show page, which links to all of the other knife shows run by the KAA. And, and we other, advertise. Oh, we pr actually we promote the other shows. Yeah, we advertise. The KAA promotes the other shows as well. So if it's a, yeah. a Canberra show or a um, or a Melbourne show, we, they promote it normally in the banners in the top of any of those pages that are run by the KAA, like the best Facebook <coughs> page, Australian Blacksmiths and Knife Makers. Um, that's your best, the be your best bets to follow the banner on the top of that. Andrew keeps them updated. We probably should set something up in Knife Making Down Under. I don't think we have. That's probably a very good idea. Uh, when we get a bit of time, I'll look at it. Uh, but the lot, everybody asking about the other shows, guys. If we run Sydney show, if we run Sydney show and get away with it, you can bet your life it's it's game back on. Oh hell yeah! Game on. Yep. Yep. Um, Paul Fontanini's asked a question about um, if I do various forged items but not really knives, will I look like a numpty having a table at a knife show? Absolutely no. not. No, no, because we People have. Yeah, Sydney and I show, dude, you have people selling chopping boards, okay. pans, everything. Yep. Um, you got to remember that it's, it's oh, apart from this year where we've got to sell tickets online, um, a lot of the people that were coming through last year were from events around the area in there just to have a look. And if you've got something, if they're not wanting to buy a knife and you've got a forged object, art object or something, man, you're going to make a buy sale a out of that. Or something. Yeah, bologna's yeah. just whatever. I Don't know people. Stuff. Yeah, that's it. Like people may come. There's a lot of people just do stuff like uh, that's um, like kirin ashes and stuff that you can put on the mm. side of your table. You might be selling for 30, 50 bucks, something like that. And it's just those sort of things as well that can keep your table selling stuff because people people see the value in it. Um, yep. And sometimes you you know you can't guarantee you're going to sell a single knife, so. The whole the whole experience you've just got to you've just got to live in the moment and enjoy it because everything anything that happens is just make it fun that's that's all that really matters absolutely you know absolutely I think that's the exciting news um, and tickets are on sale now so and we've had a couple of people I saw Steve Eads I think it was was saying that he's already bought a couple of tickets um, they're on sale now there's limited numbers that we can sell. Jump in and support us, especially, you know, if you're around that area and you've not been able to do something that you want to, go on and buy a ticket. You know, it's it's to support the ongoing creation and arrangement of knife shows. So, you know, Knife Art Association, just as a reminder, we're a not-for-profit organisation. We have one employee and we have a massive team of people now behind the scenes organising and hoping to put these events on. But nothing comes for free in terms of advertisements and trying to put on premier locations. So help us out, come along, pay for a ticket, come along and say good day to us. Come and come and see Mert and me. We'll sure we'll be close together. 
probably just a, a dick guard apart from each other. Oh, God help you all. <laughs> God help you all. Well, anyway, yes. where were we? I'm running low on a battery, guys. Ah, he's running low on batteries. I thought I heard the humming stop. All right. Yes, uh, stop pedalling. <laughs> the buzzing. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just move on. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I, I, I didn't know it took batteries, but. Yeah. The big guard. Yeah, it's okay. Um, happy days. Have, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we'll have Luke on next uh, next fortnight when we do this all again. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and yeah, shit's shit's getting real, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Calling right. the night, fellas. Yep, calling it a night. Thanks for, right. joining, Thanks us, everyone uh, for joining everyone on the listening. live stream. Everybody that's not joining on the live stream stream some fortnights not every fortnight but some fortnights we record live you can you can sometimes our fortnights are three weeks and sometimes they're only one week but if you just join in on on knife making down under and you're around at the last minute when we decide we're going to do something then you can join right in thanks to the the 60 odd people that came in tonight that was great that came through and um we really appreciate it uh, thank you very much to Adam for Tinderbox Knives for, you know, being around at the start of the KAA and being still around and doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, he didn't – he said, oh, I didn't know where he lived when he signed up. I signed him up. I wrote his name down and paid his paid his dues and told him I'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he got in. But, anyway. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, at the pub after the show on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, are we going to the – that's a big night, the exhibitors function after the Sydney Knife Show on Saturday night over at the bowling club. That's the night when I get the longest receipt of the year. Oh, yeah. Yep. As, as a treasurer of the KAA, it's my duty to to get the receipt with every drink <laughs> on it. It's Last like, time, I think, held it's up like four, like four metres long. Feet above the bar. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big receipt that night, and we have a good night. So just come with your um, your yeah. happy face. Uh, the locals don't like us because we take over their bar where no one ever drinks ever, and they yell yep. at us and start to pick fights, and that's pretty funny because <laughs> it's just funny. Have a good one. See you later. See you, everyone. Good night, guys. Right. Thanks for listening.